0: Hello and welcome to the Disc Dump Podcast. This is the show where we watch movies, play games, or listen to music in an effort to decide, are we going to keep the disc or are we going to dump it? I'm your host, Miles, and as always, I'm joined by Josh for this fun October month. What's up, Josh?
1: Hey, buddy. What's going on? Movie number seven, y'all. Hope you're liking this so far.
0: Seven deep, bro. We're seven deep. We're almost there. (laughs) Seven in and we're not done yet. This has been quite the slog. Um, (laughs) Full transparency, it's been a minute since we watched this movie. Life is just complicated.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we were supposed to record this episode last Friday, but a cool bit of trivia that just happened to line up because we wound up delaying this recording is that we are recording this on the 28th anniversary of the release of this very movie, Wes Craven's New Nightmare.
0: It's fucking wild. I even like watched a trailer for it, and it was like, on October 14th. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> this is real. <laughs> so we're recording this on October 14th. But yeah, this is Wes Craven's new nightmare. I think we have differing opinions about this movie. And by that, I mean, this is not a good movie.
1: This is a good movie. It's shocking, too, because this is number seven. And I would say this is probably the first one that we're really going to disagree on.
0: Yeah. yeah, for real <laughs> I liked number two and you didn't like number two so much But Yeah, but it wasn't is... like
1: you were in love with number two
0: No, and you're in love with this one, huh?
1: I'm not in love with it, but you really I can't believe you hate it as much as you do Because it's not, even if I didn't like it I would still say it wasn't bad
0: I wouldn't say it's awful <laughs> I would say okay. number two is bad The premise is interesting once you get to the premise Halfway through the movie but other than that, like it's building I just, suspense miles, <laughs> you build something. <laughs> even a pile of shit starts at the bottom. Right. So <laughs> it's uh it's a movie. Um, extremely meta, but not in a fun way. In my opinion. I don't know. How'd you feel about the metaness of it?
1: Um, I think it was cool from a, you're getting characters back, but in a different way. I really like that. Like, cause scream is meta in a way that like, this is definitely his practice run for scream with the juggling meta. Ness. But, mm-hmm. uh, scream is meta in a way where it's the tropes of a slasher movie and, and breaking those down. And and you know, kind of turning them on their head. This is just meta because it's literally meta. You're you're dealing with the cast of a movie that is the, but they're playing themselves as the actors. And yeah. I think that's that's really cool. And I think it's done well. Like I think, I don't know. I just for some reason I really like Heather Langenkamp in this movie. Like, um. And how they talk about stuff that happened like in her real life, like in this, they have it be like Freddie's calling her and she thinks it's like a stalker, but it's just the beginning of this like bleeding and of this dream demon or whatever. We'll get into the description of what Freddie actually is in this movie. Um, But that happened in real life. She had a stalker in real life.
0: Oh, really? I didn't know that.
1: Like in her husband in real life, I don't know if they're still married at the time, but at the time her husband was a visual effects artist. Hmm. Like they, they asked him to just do the movie and, but he didn't want to be on camera. Like, so they just fired an actor and had him play a visual effects artist. Um, and yeah, I just, I think it's cool that you get to see like Robert England Robert England and she's, she becomes like scared of him. And stuff like that, because she's being so tormented by Freddy that she's starting to think it's real and stuff. Like, um, but I don't know. Like, it's it is different. It's very different if you like this franchise, because not only do you you are you dealing with a meta storyline, you're also dealing with a storyline for Freddy where he isn't really Freddy. Mm-hmm. Once they describe like what is actually going on and what you're dealing with here, if you actually like pay attention and listen to what they're saying and then like the very end when Freddie dies, he transforms like he's some sort of pure representation of evil is, is that what they're Pretty going much. for yeah, and he's it, like a it, demon. it 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 takes it latches on to things that are The most evil in the world and sustains off of them until they're no longer sustainable and moves on to the next more evil thing they can find. And in the eighties, Freddy was the most evil thing, but he was confined to the movies because they kept making them. Is this Mm -hmm. this is what it it does? It the storyline gets a little convoluted, and the fact that it's just some demon taking the shape of Freddy. Kind of takes it. I would have preferred it to somehow really
0: have been Freddy. I don't know. I think that's what I liked about it is that it's not actually Freddy, and he acts differently than Freddy does. Like he's He's not Freddy in any way.
1: It is a new, yeah. The title "New Nightmare" is really. I think that is that. Yeah, he he says "bitch" once. I think. Yep. But he says it in such a serious way. It's not like his slapsticky type of way. And he is he's that's why I like this movie a lot is because Freddie is scary in this movie. In a way, like he's not all jokey around. He doesn't talk very much. Yeah, um, you're right. I think his look is really cool. And I I looked I read through the trivia and I didn't find a lot of the answers I was looking for on certain things. But I want to know. Like, he has the trench coat in this movie, which I think is adds so much to his look and makes him look a lot creepier. Mm. Like, sometimes he just looks a little laughable in, like, a Mr. Rogers sweater. Right. With an old man hat on. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> when you add this, like, dark trench coat, it just was so cool, and they, like... I want to know if it's just a coincidence every time it's popped up or if they always kind of meant to add that in and just never did because he's there's a promotional image for three where he's wearing that trench coat.
0: Oh, really? That far back?
1: And then in part six, when they show him die, when they show what happened... Remember with the, the dream demons entering his body as he was getting burnt alive? Right. He's wearing the trench coat in that scene. Huh. So I wonder if that was somewhere in the design when they were like doing storyboards for him originally. Or like care like you know how they'll have artists render like
0: yeah,
1: he could look like this. He could look like this, drawings or whatever. Um I wonder if that was in the design somewhere at some point and then they just kind of, they always meant to do it. But I think it adds so much. That scene where he rises up behind the babysitter is fucking scary. The look on his face is like, and he's got the arm cocked back and he's got the coat on. And, and the, he's just, every single color on him is like juxtaposed to the all the shit around him. Like mm-hmm. everything is very plain and all of his colors are very prominent. It's not like faded or just kind of worn in like all his other times. Like his hat is very has a lot of color to it. The green, green and the red are very prominent. Like he just looks, he looks scary. That that
0: scene will always be terrifying. Wes Craven is a master filmmaker like there's no denying that like he he knows what makes a good movie even though he makes a lot of dog shit like a lot of dog shit it's I feel like it's not you always his fault like this movie didn't do well right
1: yeah it came out three years after Freddy's dead and they made a big deal about Freddy's Dead being the final one because they said it was because they wanted to move on and use that money to make different movies and build their company more. Like Freddy, they'd gotten out what they could have out of Freddy. They literally had a public funeral for him. Yeah. <laughs> like that was televised and in magazines and shit. Like. And then three years later, you make another one like people didn't. And this was also after. um, Jason goes to hell came out the year before. And Mm -hmm. people hated that movie because it was so different from the original because you didn't get any Jason. And then you promote this one that it's going to be different by calling it new nightmare. And like the story in the trailer is like that. It's different people i think people were burnt out and they didn't want to see a movie be bad yeah and I, I think if this had come out a few years later i think it would have probably done a lot better especially if this came out like after scream mm-hmm. people would have been like oh another meta movie by john by west craven fuck yeah <laughs> and it's freddy krueger coming back like you know what i mean like west craven his his stock it also had had not been the greatest at the time he had done shocker and stuff and his other movie he did one non-horror movie music of the heart with Meryl Streep where she's like a music teacher
0: (laughs) I liked that movie. He, I watched the extras on the end of the videotape of that movie, and he basically like he did a bet with another director. I don't remember what the director, which director it was, but they were basically like, "Let's trade genres. I bet you I'm a better director than you." And then that movie like won all kinds of awards and shit with Meryl Streep. I don't know. I just I do think he's a very, very good director, but he's not a good actor. And putting himself so <laughs> important in this movie was not I was like, alright, stop stroking your dick. I don't want to watch you can masturbate in your own time. Like it was <laughs> a problem right now. But the like you were saying though, the scene with the babysitter is by far and away the best scene in this movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and for like every reason, I'm mad. Like, that kid is so little. Yeah. That kid is only like four years old.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the most brutal shit is happening in front of him, which makes that scene like even more terrifying. But they keep showing, like, I don't know how they did it. Like, usually they would just spin the room, right? Mm-hmm. To have him walk on the ceiling and shit. But. The kid is in frame the entire time and doesn't look composited. So I'm
0: like, how the fuck do they do this? (laughs) They composited him, but still, like, it was just so well done. The it was like a mix, I think, of like suspending her up in the air and then also having cuts of him like dragging her around and stuff. But that kid, okay, let's talk about that kid. Uh, Not the best child actor I've ever seen. This is I no, guess but he was a child actor awesome. of
1: the time. Like he was a pretty big name.
0: Yeah, because he was in a bunch of shit. Was he in? Uh, he was in all kinds of shit.
1: He's in. He's the. He's the zombie kid in Pet Cemetery. He I did was that movie was that. In, when he was like a, a year and a half old or something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. He he's in Kindergarten Cop.
1: Yeah, he's in Kindergarten Cop. He was on Full House.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he had a great career, but like, I don't know, we live in a world with Jacob Tremblay, so I guess I'm jaded against child actors because there's at least one really, really good one. I don't think he's bad though for his
1: age and stuff, and the shit he has to do in this movie? It's creepy as fuck.
0: He has a Donald Duck voice at one point. Uh, <laughs> the, the The Kill Count show on YouTube was uh, influenced a lot of like my jokes on this, so I'm trying not to steal his jokes, but Definitely watch his cut of this movie. It's so fucking funny. But, yeah, the the kid is just, he didn't really do it for me. But what was most upsetting about this entire movie, I was so pissed. They made this huge deal of a stuffed dinosaur, and they didn't have an animatronic dinosaur save them at the end. I was so pissed. (laughs) I wanted that so bad. If that had happened in this movie, it would have not been a good movie, but I would have fucking loved it. I would have been there for it. But, nope, no animatronic dinosaurs. I was pissed.
1: I will say, even as a kid, and again, watching it, watching it now as an adult, I don't hate it because I like the aesthetic, and I, I think it's very well done, the end of this movie, but I've never liked the Hansel and Gretel like yeah. story of it, how it's just like a... a it's just because they were reading Hansel and Gretel like that's how the movie ends she falls the breadcrumbs and then they push it, they literally push him into a fucking oven but it looks really cool like i like that realm and the hellscape there's always a hellscape in these movies and some of them mm-hmm. don't look great and some of them look pretty cool i think this one looks pretty cool it's kind of small i wish it was bigger
0: was it part 5 where they were like oh no it was freddie's dead where they go into like the aztec temple and shit this was more like <laughs> that than all the other shit.
1: Yeah, I didn't really need the, like, angelic opera music at the end where the castle's being blown. I was like, ah, ah, ah,
0: ah, Yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know. I I didn't think Robert England is a particularly good actor when he's not Freddy, either. Like, I don't know. It. He felt like he was going for a John Lennon thing, and I'm like, that's not my Freddy. Give my Freddy back, goddammit.
1: But it is that's how all celebrities looked like at that time. You know what I mean? If you watch any red carpet thing in the 90s, they're all wearing stupid sunglasses and ill-fitted suits. The
0: color's just just not quite appealing to the eye. (laughs) Like, what do you think about the
1: weird commentary, if you can call it that, in this movie, that they only, like, kind of address... Which is, should children watch these movies? They like they bring that up, yeah. Because the kid, they, she keeps finding her son standing in the living room staring at the TV while it's playing *A Nightmare on Elm Street*. The doctor at one point asks her, "Like, you don't let him watch your movies, do you?" And then they, but also they have. She's on that talk show, and Freddie comes out. Robert England apparently going through like four hours of makeup to do a fucking daytime talk show like I don't think so <laughs> um, but yeah they have Freddie come out and shit and all the kids love them there's kids holding signs and dress like Freddie they're all getting autographs from him after and shit and I think I read something that said even at the time like Robert England and Wes Craven were on like a talk show and they were asked if uh, They thought kids should be watching their movies and they were like baffled at the question. And it's like, what are you trying to say here? <laughs> like, you're saying you think this is for okay for kids to watch because it's not <laughs> like, right?
0: <laughs> my, like, uh, so, my girlfriend so has a kid, she, uh, she was really torn up by this movie because she's like living that, like oh, this is a kid, and you have children, and I don't. So it didn't really bother me at all. I watched these movies when I was a kid. I'm fucking fine. Bit of a horn dog, and I enjoy horror. But otherwise, I'm fine. So, like, I don't know if it necessarily is the worst argument that kids shouldn't watch it, but I also don't think it's that detrimental to their psyche.
1: I don't... Yeah, I don't think little kids should be watching this. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't mm-hmm. give a shit if, like, a 13-year-old watches this. Because, you know, it's not... I don't know. It's fiction, so it's not that bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's just weird. Especially, I think, it, you start to think this type of thing because the main character, or the focal point of a character in this movie is that he's four. <laughs> like... A Mm four-year-old should not watch this. (laughs) Probably not. Probably not. Like, they shouldn't idolize Freddy. You know what I mean? They shouldn't be like, wow, what a cool character. A child murderer.
0: (laughs) See, that's the thing, though. Even you said in every episode of this recording, he was a pop icon. So, like, everybody knew who he was.
1: Yeah, but that's what I feel like they're trying to talk about in this movie is is the, the fact that he's a pop icon. And, like everybody knows who freddy krueger is but i also feel like at the same time they're trying to like justify
0: like like yeah it's okay the
1: kids know who this is and it's like eh, is it
0: i don't know i feel like in the one of the early scenes in iron man he's blasting people's faces off and shooting missiles and wiping out cities and shit like
1: he's protecting it's- our freedoms <laughs> mom <laughs>
0: I just think that this is a little more graphic about it and shows a little bit closer to the reality of what it is for someone to die. And I think that that's a better lesson than just like smiley, happy one-liners as you blast people out of existence with your power glove. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like this gives a more healthy respect to what life is, what suffering is and why you shouldn't do bad things to people because it's terrible and everyone's like yeah we love the avengers they leveled half our city a terrible tragedy with thousands of lives lost way to go hulk Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah
1: i don't know i don't know the heroes try to save people so like bad things happen in the world whether you like it or not
0: that's true that's true each philosophy has their merits and their drawbacks. But I think the thing I find the
1: weirdest, though, is that they made that kind of like a point of the movie and it's it doesn't really fit. Like, it's like focus on the fact that you're actors that were characters and like focus on that meta part of it. Don't get into that like weird shit. Who cares? <laughs>
0: There's so much shit in this movie that I'm like, boy, that didn't fit, but they cram it all in there. <laughs> it's like I don't know. It really feels like Wes Craven stroking his cock and going, Do you do you like what you see? And I don't <laughs> I don't stop it. Wes, no. <laughs> well
1: it's because he never wanted there to... <laughs> He never wanted there to be sequels to these movies. So he tried to he literally tried to do something different. Like how can I do the movie I did but make it different because this is like there it comes a point where this is basically the the first movie over again.
0: (laughs) yeah and they do it they i don't know i'm not saying that this is objectively a bad movie because objectively there's a lot of great everything in it. Like they have throwbacks to Nosferatu and like the classics of the genre. They throw back to the first and every other movie in this franchise pretty much in some way or another. They have cameos. They, they lift the curtain. So you see what's really going on in the production of a horror movie. But at the same time, like I just, it felt so self aggrandizing that I just, it took me out of it. Like, I don't like any media with an agenda and, This is a more veiled agenda, but like you said, it's like we're going to argue whether or not there are, it's moral to enjoy the things that we produce and we're clearly having a good time producing. But maybe if we took a step back and looked at what we were actually doing, would this be the right thing to do? So, in that way, I appreciate this movie because, like, I used to want to write a TV show. And then looking at the subject matter, I said to myself, like, oh, I'm glamorizing something terrible and it's not good for anybody. Like the easily impressionable people will take this as an endorsement of things that I don't agree with because they don't see what I'm trying to say. So I feel like this movie does spell that out a little better than most movies. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. I just don't know that it's necessary. You know what I mean? Even like, I know you're trying to be realistic, because it's meta but still like focus on the fictional story that you're telling set in the real world you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like don't try to make it so meta (laughs) like you know what I mean like I feel like Scream is better but like Scream the way in which that is meta is easier to navigate because you're, you're using fictional characters.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you don't have to try to play into be like, here's this person, but he's different. Here's this person, but he's different. There's a lot of that in this movie. It's like, yeah, here's it John is. Saxton. You know, he was her dad and maybe he'll be her dad again later. But for right now, <laughs> it's character actor John Saxton.
0: <laughs> here's the producer of this movie. You might recognize him from the assless chaps and running at the high school in the middle of the night.
1: Yeah, Bob. Here's Bob Shay. Uh, Lynn Shay, his sister, is in this one too, as well. She was the teacher in the first one, and she's the nurse in this one. One of the nurses in the back that brings him his medicine.
0: That uh, yeah, exactly. The the insidious lady.
1: The people at the uh, Nancy's husband dies. Sorry, we're not being as linear about this, but I, I like an open discussion. Nancy's VXS husband dies by Freddie's hand which I I think that's pretty cool. What do you think of Freddie's hand in this? It's different. It's not those traditional glove.
0: I appreciated when they was like going for the crotch and it was like the original movie where she's in the bathtub and stuff. Like I liked the references to the franchise that, that was what they did best in this movie is like the references to what they already did, but they're doing it better but 90s cgi is still 90s cgi yeah so that's what took me out of it and the mechanical hand killing two of the effects artists i was like come on i
1: can't remember if this is possibly the first time i've actually seen the opening of this because i've only ever watched this on tv Mm -hmm. so i feel like i've always missed the very opening of this i thought that scene was cool mostly for the fact that It opens, the opening credits of this movie is like it's a regular Nightmare on Elm Street movie. It's opening with who you think is Freddy in his workshop, and he's building a mechanical hand with claws on it. And then he cuts his hand off with a meat cleaver. I want to see that movie. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? I'll take the mechanical hand if we can get it as it's fucking Freddy's robot hand. Fuck yeah, I'll take that shit. <laughs> army of darkness did it way better <laughs> because he dies we get a funeral scene where you see a lot of returning people there's the leather jacket guy I can't remember his name from the first movie mm-hmm. uh, John Saxon's there Robert England's there Bob Shea um, Tuesday Night is there who plays I think she's the actress that plays Alice in 4, 5, and 6
0: mm-hmm.
1: or 4 and 5 um, yeah. They wanted The girl that played Tina in the first one But they like They only offered like a thousand dollars Or something she, she was like no like, it's not worth my
0: time um, Cause she's so popular Yeah cause she's now. so popular
1: <laughs> <laughs> She was at the premiere of Halloween Kills the other, Or Halloween Ends the other night With oh. Heather Langenkamp
0: <laughs> Man okay Let's talk about Heather Langenkamp holy christ is she a beautiful human like i couldn't stand it like she's among the most beautiful women i've ever seen in my life she's (laughs) so gorgeous and she is not a bad actress for someone who started when she was like 17 in horror movies she's still like a really compelling actress and i'm trying not to drool right now thinking about those eyes oh my god
1: yeah, uh, she's never been my thing. I don't feel like she has much sex appeal, but I do I think she's a beautiful person.
0: You don't and, think yeah, I, the 90s are getting you going?
1: No, like <laughs> she she doesn't like blow my socks off or anything, but it's but she is like you can't argue she's a, an attractive person. Um But yeah, I really like her in this movie. I I don't think she's a bad actress at all. I'm surprised she's not like I'm surprised she didn't just go the horror route and do, like, a lot of, like, lower-budget straight-to-video. You know what I mean? She could have been a fucking
0: 90s scream queen. I mean, she's still alive. We could get that. We could end up with her being a scream queen these days. No, but that's...
1: I mean, mean, I'm sure she's done,
0: like, Lifetime movies.
1: I don't even fucking know. I mean, she could have fucking retired from acting for all I know. That's clear. I saw
0: pictures of her recently. She's aged a bit. But, I mean, she's... (laughs) Gotta be almost 60 years old yeah she had that denise Richards about her in this movie though like Denise Richards is whew, she's my girl I'm a huge fan of Denise Richards and uh yeah I just was totally enthralled with her I'm glad that they didn't sex her up though like she wasn't wearing scandalous 90s while she's hanging out with her four-year-old she's wearing yeah. grandma and little girl 90s instead but like I don't she's just She's a decent actress. She talks through her teeth. That's probably the only complaint I have about her. <laughs> she's in Shocker. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> she also did Star Trek Into Darkness. I don't even remember that. <laughs> oh, hmm. Interesting. Yeah, she's, she's an attractive lady. She's a good actress. I think Wes did a great... Uh, he had a great idea getting her to come back for it. And I feel like she was just like, yeah, absolutely. Another one? Why not?
1: Well, she even... Uh she they I mean they literally have her have that dialogue in the movie where she's getting an interview on the talk show and she said, because got the, the the guy running the show asks or something like, What do you how do you feel about still doing these movies? And she's like, Well, I've only done one and three and I stayed away from it after that pretty much. And it's like it's weird that even they acknowledge that. But yeah, I mean she she is she I think she has the record, right, for the most times as a returning character. Seems so, because I think Alice and Kristen are each two. So yeah, like she really, she could have been in every one of these. Like it could have been her franchise.
0: Yeah, she could have been the Doctor Loomis of yeah. Nightmare on
1: Elm Street. Yeah, um, Wes Craven wanted Johnny Depp for that funeral scene, but he but he saw him like like year, a couple of years later and and told him, he's like, but I was I was too embarrassed. Uh, or I was too shy, I thought you'd say no and it's like, you fucking made Johnny Depp, dude <laughs> like, what, why? and that's basically Johnny Depp's response, he's like, of course I would. Why would you started my career, why wouldn't I come back I came back to do a cameo in six <laughs> like-
0: thank you for listening to this episode of the Disc Dump Podcast, I want to thank the Fat Rat for the use of the song Unity, you can find it on YouTube or wherever you get your music I really appreciate it if you want to reach out to me, email me, discdumppod at gmail.com. That's D-I-S-C-D-U-M-P-P-O-D at gmail.com. Don't forget that little pee-pee in there. It's important. Remember, it's disc with a C. Compared to the other movies in this franchise, this is way better than 6. 6 is by far the worst one. No doubt. Zero questions asked. 6 is the worst one.
1: Um. yeah
0: you liked two less, I imagine I feel
1: like I like them on par, but like for different reasons.
0: I mean, we can do a sum up when we do our final episode of this, but compared to the not good ones in this franchise that we agreed were not good, this is better than those, but mm-hmm. I just the the level of meta and the like furious pounding of fucking west craven just look in my eyes i need it i need it to come uh i just couldn't (laughs) i couldn't take it man i couldn't it was so frustrating to me that i had to deal with that really yeah i didn't
1: get any of that this is this is definitely in the good column for me
0: yeah yeah my my, uh uh, reverse
1: star trek theory is correct in my mind
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I just, this one didn't really do it for me. I didn't like the kid actor. There's one cool kill in the movie, as far as I'm concerned. There's only five kills in this whole movie, and two of them were dream kills, not kills, dream kills, unless you count the dinosaur, in which there's six, I think.
1: R.I.P. Rexy.
0: One of the fucking animatronic dinosaur, goddammit.
1: <laughs> he got stitched back together with Freddy Krueger
0: colored yep. yarn. <laughs> <laughs> And what kind of a demented babysitter's like you know what let's stitch it up With red like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah this green dinosaur Let's sew
1: him up With something that doesn't match
0: <laughs> Let's remind ourselves of his Mortal wound
1: What did you think about the scene I think a very effective And scary scene in this movie is when he pops Out of the closet
0: Like when she fights him
1: Yeah when she like they they just show like the clothes on the hanger and you're like, What's gonna happen here? And then he, you but you can like see darkness behind the clothes is I mm-hmm. think is really the it's shot very well and it makes it very effective.
0: That's when it becomes clear this is not your mama's Freddy Krueger. Like this is something completely different. I don't know why he's wearing like a body muscle suit underneath, like it doesn't match <laughs> his body shape or size, but I think the sweater is, like, bigger. Is that what it is? Than it has been, yeah. Like, I don't know, it reminded me of that old SNL skit where it's like, we are going to pump you up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I think it's definitely the sweater because his hat is also a lot, like, firmer, like, thicker. Mm -hmm. It's not, like, his old hat is, like, kind of loose and flimsy. This is, like, a real fedora. Yeah. Like, it's got, like, a brim to it, basically.
0: It's got a real Dick Tracy look about him in this movie, but in a scary (laughs) way. Yeah. Horror Dick Tracy. Did you know that the footage of buildings that were, like, collapsed from earthquakes were from an actual earthquake?
1: Were real, yeah. The thing I think is cool about that, I don't know if they were planning on using earthquakes before that happened, because I know, like, the footage they got... They were able to add in because that was happening during, so they just drove around and got footage. Um, but they do mention in the, I believe the first one, there is a mention of an earthquake at some point, and then there's earthquakes throughout this whole movie. I thought it was cool, like when there's an earthquake and then she gets the cracks in her walls that look like Freddy's claws. Hmm. Yeah, that, that was, was pretty really cool. On.
0: It was like, a nod to like part three where he's like slicing through walls and shit.
1: Yeah, and it, well, it also builds to her fucking psychosis, but no one would believe her, so she's like she knows she can't say anything because she's like it could just be a coincidence, but it's not a coincidence. It's fucking Freddy Krueger.
0: <laughs> you know who the best character in this movie was? Was the doctor. She was amazing. She yeah. was acting like an actual doctor, <laughs> but she also acted like Freddy at one point. I was like, "Whoa, this girl's got it! This, this lady's got the chops!"
1: <laughs> yeah, she was uh she was pretty intense. What did you think about Freddy's face in this movie? Like the look of his face, because it's the same kind of with the look of his hand. There's a lot of like bone mm-hmm. and muscle, like str- like thick muscle strands.
0: I feel like it translated as a rubber mask, but if you were seeing it in person, it would be terrifying.
1: Yeah. I feel like it looks different at certain points. Sometimes it looks really good.
0: Yeah, like the scene where he pops out of the the closet, it looks really good then, and later when he like cuts his way out of the bed and you get a close-up of his face, that looks pretty good, too.
1: Also, there's a lot of hatless Freddy in this movie. Really? Like the whole end of the movie, he doesn't have the hat on at all. When he pops That's out true. of the closet, he doesn't have the hat on.
0: That's true. That's true. Hmm. I mean, does the hat really add anything as far as a horror element, though?
1: Oh, he always has a hat. It's just that. be like if Jason didn't have his mask on.
0: I don't know, he's missing his hat at the end of all the movies because he's, like, pulling his scalp off his head and like, <laughs> stuff out of the back of his head and shit. Yeah,
1: the hat, the hat does come off a lot more than I thought it did. But mm. he really loses it a lot in this one.
0: And he, like, they throw back to the old ones so much. His jaw elongates, his arm stretches. He uses his tongue to, like, fucking choke out Heather. That was pretty cool. Yeah,
1: his tongue comes out of the phone again.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, this is definitely a love letter to his own franchise, and boy, howdy is he there for it? He's so hard.
1: You are really on that. I mean, <laughs> this, this the studio also approached him to do this. You know what I mean? It's not.
0: Yeah, I he was. Know. He's
1: just doing what he's asked to do.
0: <laughs> I know. I'm being silly because I have a lot of good beat off jokes. <laughs> But yeah, he's I don't know. I, I really do feel like it was him being like, Oh, you want me? Do you? You're getting all of me if you want me. And they're just like, That's that's why we asked you, yeah. He's like, Are you sure? And he just starts sweating, like, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> Didn't do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about this
1: before and I, I it bears repeating. I think it's endlessly fascinating how Wes Craven one of the, the the pillars of the big three franchises, and John Carpenter, one of the other pillars of the big three franchises, have had basically the exact same career. Mm-hmm. They may each made a couple of masterpieces and a lot of garbage. <laughs> it doesn't make any fucking sense.
0: Well, how about this, though? We've had our Mount Rushmore of horror characters that we've spoken of. You know, we're debating on who the the third one really is, or the fourth one really is. But, like, the directors. Wes Craven's one of the big three for sure, right?
1: Well, yeah, you kind of have to just go off the first ones. Because Wes Craven did the first one of this. John Carpenter did the first Halloween. But Friday the 13th doesn't have that. Because they Mm-mm. there's a lot of different directors. I think Sean S. Cunningham is the first one. And he does get a lot of credits because he did like go in and out of the franchise, but not as a director really. I think Don Mancini did all those child's play movies.
0: Don and Mancini. I
1: think that might be his name. Or Manfredini. I don't know. He has a weird name. <laughs> he also hasn't done much of anything else, so that's why he he's the opposite. He's only done the the ones that he's done.
0: I would argue that. What's his name? Sorry, give me a second. His name is... Sorry, the guy who did the original Suspiria, Dario Argento. He would be in the top three, I feel like.
1: Really? See, I don't, I don't think. Because it's no? him, it's Dario Argento. Who's the other one? There's another guy like that that makes these, like, Artur
0: movies. The guy who did the ones with the ball. Oh,
1: Phantasm?
0: Yeah, that guy's amazing. Everything I've seen him do, I'm like, I'm impressed. Is it Fulci?
1: Is that who I'm thinking
0: of? Phantasm is Don Coscarelli. Well, now I'm just looking up horror directors. Toby Hooper apparently directed Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. But he also did The Mud Monster, as we discussed a year ago. Oh, duh. We know who the big three are. We got John Carpenter. We got Wes Craven and George A. Romero. Alfred Hitchcock.
1: Uh, Yeah. Well, I just mean of that generation. Clive Barker. Yeah, see, everyone else that is big in the horror world is only is big only for horror, a and b usually only for one franchise. Even George A. Romero, like he did other horror movies, but he's only really known for his zombie
0: movies. That's true, but his zombie movies, a lot of them are really good. Some of them are hot piles of dog shit, but some of them are really good. But like with Argento,
1: like those what is it, Jale movies? Hmm like Dario, and I know there's other directors of that time that did the same types of movies. None of their movies are household names. You know what I mean? They're like art house pictures of their time. They're not, these were like independent movies. They're not these big, they're not cornerstones. They're not, they're not a casual horror fans knowledge. Like these are, well, these would be, like, hidden gems. But they're also o- only for, like, a specific... O- not everyone would like these movies. You know what yeah, I mean? it's
0: like Alfred Hitchcock, John Carpenter, and Wes Craven really are the big three, huh? Yeah. They're the ones everyone knows their name. And, like, even, even Wes Craven kind of pales in comparison to the other two.
1: Yeah. Even though Wes Craven had more big horror movies. Like, John Carpenter, it's really... Halloween and the Thing. And even the Thing's a remake. You know, He also did Hills of Eyes and Last House on the Left, but those aren't as big of movies. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Not everyone that likes horror movies has seen those movies. Everyone's seen Halloween. That's true. But he also did like fucking Big Trouble in Little China and the fucking Snake Plissken movies and stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so. But you know what? John Carpenter never did. Looked me dead in the eyes and said, "Let me finish." Not once. <laughs> 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 Fucking West Craven is Louis C.K.ing me so hard. He was so
1: non-emotional for someone giving such a such a terrifying monologue. <laughs>
0: It was like, he was just like, yeah, I'm making terrifying horror movies and you have to ask yourself, do you want to be in this horror movie? Oh, you are in this horror movie. I already wrote you in. See?
1: And then he's also basically admitting that like he is being possessed to write the script against his will. And he's literally writing what's happening like before it's fucking happening. And like he has to like satiate this demon. Like the original script for this that he wrote had him, him and the uh, producer, like his producer was his driver and he was in a van in motion at all times. And he had like cut his eyelids open so he could stay awake to write, to always be writing because basically like Freddie was making him write or it would kill him basically.
0: Are you familiar with the actual mythology of what the muse is in relation to, like, artists?
1: No, probably not the real mythology.
0: The muse is not, like, a character that's like, oh, this lady inspires me and that's why she's my muse. No, a muse is a spirit that possesses an artist for a short period of time and, like... Helps them generate like the purest and most powerful human emotions. And it's only just like, boom, now you're feeling it. You're in a dance circle. This guy's drumming, and all of a sudden <laughs> his drumming just takes on like a whole new world for everybody involved. And then that's it. The next day he drums, it's not going to be like that. That's because the muse was there. So I feel like that's a large influence on this movie and how he made this movie is the mythology of like what the muse is and his muse is a horrifying monster
1: well it's also that same demon the muse is taking over everybody except for heather langenkamp it's only like torturing heather langenkamp because we also see robert england and he's painting that portrait of Freddie. And, like, Bob Shea also, like, refuses to not let this movie get made. Like, he gets, like, he snaps at Heather Langenkamp when she's like, no, I'm not really interested. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, like, it's compelling the movie to be made so it can kill Heather Langenkamp and be set free because she's the nemesis. But she didn't even really beat Freddy at the end of the first one. She ended up driving away in the the Freddy mobile. Yeah, and then she died in the third one. And then she died in the third one. (laughs) would have made way more sense if it was Alice or Kristen or whatever the other one's name was. Yeah, Alice is still alive. Yeah. Fucking bring her back. But I don't think that uh, Wes Craven liked the ones he didn't make.
1: No, I mean, it's also, they mention it in the movie, it's the 10-year anniversary of the original.
0: So that plays a big point in this as well. It's wild. Six movies, one franchise, ten years. What the fuck? Like that's so crazy. Seven, yeah. Like oh, this has been like so long. We've been doing this. I imagine it felt way longer than ten years. Just keep knocking these bitches out. Like holy shit.
1: Yeah, it is a lot. I mean, Friday the Thirteenth did eight and eight. Yeah, but there are so much technically nine. I think if you count because it's eighty to. 88
0: but the ambition of the friday the 13th franchise doesn't really take off to like six where they start making him a zombie man. Otherwise, it's just like a guy who's like picking up different objects and killing people. This franchise really has stepped up every time they've tried to level up the not only the kills but like the psychology. Like there's one where it's like, did you know, baby stream babies? Ooh, like they they really try and change. Yeah, but it no, up. no,
1: that's that interesting. Like it's at the end of the day, it is still the same shit. Like it's it's just him killing people
0: in dreams over and over again. That's true, but I don't know. I feel like they really put some twists on this one. It is a more unique franchise. I still enjoy watching Friday the 13th movies better because it's kind of laugh value, and this, these movies have laugh value now too, but every now and then you're just like, oh, that was terrible. Yeah, it is true. So, I don't know. I am kind of, even with the two, maybe three movies in this franchise I didn't love, this franchise is feeling pretty uh, Pretty stacked up As far as I'm concerned
1: nah, nah I I have more respect for it than I did Going into it but I, st- I still prefer The other two more than this
0: Halloween and Friday the 13th Yeah Yeah I haven't revisited the Halloween Movies like this maybe next year We'll do all the Halloween movies But Fuck yeah. I feel yeah, like they're uh, All exactly the same Except for Season of the Witch.
1: Yeah, I just watched that yesterday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we did a commentary for it.
1: Um Uh I don't know. I feel like they always bring something a little different to the table every time. And they're all diff- they're all different in different ways. <laughs> and I just I don't know, I like it also it being Halloween and how every feeling has a different feeling that is like Halloween in it or you look to see if it doesn't feel like Halloween at all. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, I de- like I said, I definitely have more respect for this than I, I did going into it.
0: I was about to say that this franchise didn't bust a rhymes me the way that Halloween did, where it was like, here's a, a very famous person who's not good at kicking, but we'll make him good at kicking in this movie. But they gave us Roseanne. So yeah. they did kind of do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: and uh, They all kind of have stuff like that I don't think I don't think Friday the 13th Has any celebrity cameos Not that I can think of
0: yeah. No no big people no
1: Jason we... X has uh, David Cronenberg in the beginning of it <laughs> He plays oh, one of yeah. the scientists yeah.
0: He's like the main scientist guy
1: right But I mean David Cronenberg's not a Fucking household name like Roseanne Everyone knows Buster Rose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I will say though that we'd be remiss not to mention in memoriam, one of our Jasons died today.
1: Yeah, what a coincidence! The same university type of thing. Freddie versus Jason, and then we got a Jason down. Ted White, who played Jason in. Friday the 13th part 4 the final chapter which is re- regarded by most as the best one
0: he, we lost him today it's crazy how like you can respect an actor's work and really like be influenced by them and it makes a big deal in your life and you don't know their name and then when they die you're sad even though if someone had said that name to me yesterday I'd have been like who the fuck is that
1: yeah i mean it's, it's yeah it's always sad when people die especially when you when you like their work if if you feel like uh I don't know why, like even, I mean, not not that I'm questioning it, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's like, I don't understand what does that, but yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like when Eddie money died, I went, man, this is sad. And a guy who I was standing with goes, why? And I was like, cause Eddie money died. And he's like, he lived a long life and he died surrounded by his family. It's not sad. And I was like, okay, okay. Like, Jesus. Okay, stranger, leave me alone. Yeah, right? He was actually my friend, but still I was like, <laughs> well, he was an alive guy and now he's not an alive guy and I appreciated his work. It's sad. He goes, when's the last time he came out with a hit? And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah.
1: <laughs> not to get all morbid on this horror podcast, but <laughs> uh, yeah, death is just uh, an uncomfortable thing and it, and it makes you
0: emotional. Everybody handles death differently, that's for sure. People's yeah. relationships with death and people's relationships with money vary so wildly that yeah, it's I feel like those are the two biggest like deciding factors in how you should like not necessarily judge people, but they they're unpredictable.
1: Yeah. Very true.
0: Anyway, we got this a little bit has been deep nightmare on
1: Elm Street all. <laughs> <laughs>
0: A lot of references to uh, Wes Craven as a a little Craven, but otherwise... as far as this movie stacks up to the other ones, it's not the worst one by any stretch of the imagination. Just because I didn't love how meta it is doesn't make it a bad movie. Objectively, if you really break it down, it's a good movie. It was created well. There was a lot of references to the rest of the franchise. There was references to classic horror. The shots were done well. Everything about this movie is better than a lot of the other Nightmare on Elm Street. It just wasn't really my jam. What would you think overall?
1: Yeah, um, I'm not surprised that we it's divisive amongst us because it, this is a pretty divisive movie. There are people that do not like this movie and there are people that love this movie. Um, I think overall it's, it, it does exactly what it sets out to do. I think it's good. I think, like I said, Freddy's scary in this one, which is great. And yeah, no, if we're, if we're talking dump it or keep it, I would say keep it.
0: I think I'm on Team Keep It, too. Even though I was talking all that shit, I do think it's worth a rewatch at some point.
1: I had something to say, and now I can't remember what it was.
0: Was it a... I'm going to cut this joke out. I was going to say, was it about Wes Craven's throbbing cock? (laughs) His big, fat member.
1: it wasn't <laughs> just, just for the record
0: <laughs> maybe i'll leave it in
1: <laughs> we're keeping it and uh this might be a divisive movie Uh but the the next one definitely isn't not not amongst us at least
0: absolutely not
1: because the next one we're doing is freddy versus jason robert england's final freddy or is it um and yeah, super pumped for that because this is one of my favorite movies.
0: <laughs> God, I'm so excited about this. This is this is the golden ticket at, this is the end of the rainbow for me, is Freddy versus Jason. I'm so excited. I have a lot to
1: say. And we're gonna rewatch it. You're coming up to visit, we're gonna rewatch it. Hell yeah. Even though we watched it last year when you came up,
0: <laughs> which is perfectly fine for me. Stay tuned, folks. Uh we also do another podcast called High on Horror. As we mentioned, we did a commentary on on uh, Freddy vs. Jason before. We did that for the High on Horror podcast, where it's uh, the two of us and our friend Chris from the Geek Peak, and we just talk horror movies all the time, and we laugh a lot, and it gets a lot of good response from audience. I have people, I don't want to say strangers come up to me, but people who I didn't know were listening come up to me and say like, wow, that was a great episode. That was so funny and talk about it. So it is certainly one of my proudest podcasting projects. If not, my proudest is high on horror. So check that out. H on H pod, wherever you do your socials or type in high on horror and click on the one where it's like a fire and our cartoon faces. Don't click on the other one. Fuck those guys. Um, Josh, (laughs) what, uh, what is your other show Four nerds, fine nerds about?
1: Uh, Yeah, it's all about movies and uh, nerdy shit. More movies, just because, yeah, it's just been hard to record lately, so we keep it broad. Um, But right now, yeah, it's October. We're doing so many horror episodes. Go check it out. Lots of special guests. Miles is going to be on there to do a Jason Goes to Hell commentary yeah super pumped for that our not the ninth installment of our friday the 13th run and that'll be the last one we record because we've already recorded the later ones out of order
0: (laughs) yeah the later ones out of order over the course of literally years at this point (laughs) yeah it's gonna be sad i don't want it to be over (laughs) man it's gonna be like nostalgic to listen to those ones oh man but yeah we're gonna we're gonna make an event out of it it's gonna be very exciting for nerds by nerds check it out people you want to recommend anything to the audience josh
1: go listen to the monster mash and thriller it's mandatory listening for this time of year get you in the Absolutely. holiday spirit
0: i listened to the monster mash this summer like five times at least it's it's always a jam always yeah i love that shit <laughs> <laughs> all righty audience until next time toodaloo